0: welcome everyone Uh, we will start in around four minutes
1: so thank you so much uh, for coming today um, it's about our guest speaker's work um how he approaches rejuvenation and tries to solve aging and he also um, formed a company around his research to come up with treatments and i shared the link in the chat um And if you think this is interesting, please share the room uh, with people that you think could learn from it. Um, And uh, we will start shortly. Thank you so much,
0: everyone. yeah um just uh, to let you know
1: i shared some res- um resources in the chat first is the sen- life.life life information about the our guest speaker's company how he tries to address um aging and and how to um make our aging easier or slow it down and then also i shared the link um for his paper in the chat and um, on top is the presentation. So feel free to look into those resources uh, while we are waiting for um, our guest speaker and for starting. It's usually we start on top of the hour. And uh, yeah, feel free to share the room if you think this is interesting for people that you know. And uh, yeah, we'll start shortly. Uh, I think there's a lot of information in the meantime. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. If you have questions, if you want to participate in the discussion, feel free to raise your hand in the meantime and come up on the stage Um, so it will be easier to take your questions when you have them.
0: Thank you. Um yeah, in the meantime while uh, we are waiting for a guest speaker
1: to come here, he is new to Clubhouse. Uh, apologies um for um the little bit of waiting, but in the meantime, this is a really <clears throat> this is really exciting research. Um just um to refer to um the paper here uh really quick. Um while we are waiting so I don't know if everyone here in the audience knows how telomeres are always associated with aging and the length of telomeres uh, in particular and um, once the telomeres are shorter it's really difficult to go back in time basically and lengthen them especially during aging. So, uh, what our guest speaker here uh, successfully did was an intracellular transfer of telomeres uh, between cells, and it rescued T cells from senescence and promoted long term immunological memory. So, um, this is really a really big uh, deal in the aging a research um, field that he was able to transfer basically um, healthy telomeres and um, improved, uh, rescued cells from dying and uh, improved even their function. Because what T cells do is um, they have this long-term immunological memory to fight off diseases and um not just that he could um transfer the telomeres um they basically implemented themselves in, in the cell um in a way that the cells could perform their healthy function again um so that's why this is a really big deal and um that's why i invited our guest speaker here um and um with his um, research, um, as I said before, he uh, started his own company, uh, <clears throat> uh, Send Cell Life. And um, how he would like to achieve human rejuvenation is um, he wants to use, to use a similar approach to green technology. oh there are you there hi hi Hi. perfect hi sorry how are you
2: this is new to me this is new to me i'm very well how are you
1: thank you for the invitation oh thank you for taking the time in your busy schedule i was just talking a little bit about why your paper is so important you know your research and i started talking a little bit about your company to you know uh, inform people that that just joined um, because it's a public room and maybe don't know anything yet about your research yeah. um, to just give like, you know, pass some time. <laughs> so uh, thank yeah. you so much for coming. Thank you. First
2: question for me is that, can you hear me correctly? Because I mean, we're having some issues with the connection. So is my voice clear?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I can okay. hear you very well.
2: OK, thank you. Perfect. So thanks and- again for the invitation. Uh, my name is Alessio Lanna, and I have a laboratory uh, at Senticel. We study here the longevity and the biology of human aging. And we are focusing on, on t lymphocytes <clears throat> that are important to control infections and cancers, and they have to undergo this task uh, for decades. So that's why they're a very good model to study biology of longevity, right? Because these cells. Uh, have to persist in a, mo- in a memory state for a very long time. There is the issue of senescence uh, that arises uh, after progressive stimulation, at least it's thought that arises after progressive stimulation of the lymphocytes, uh, and immune senescence appears, uh, and that leads to deterioration of the immune response, uh, leading to the aging process. Uh, And now T-cells are regarded, uh, are starting to be regarded uh, as really the pinnacle of all the aging phenomena across the body. And so that's very exciting for us at SentiCell because we are focusing on uh, delivering uh, new medications, first-in-class treatments to rejuvenate the T-cell state. There's there's been a lot of work uh, on many different states uh, of altered T cell function, such as for instance energy and exhaustion, but very little is known uh, of the pathways uh, that govern senescence uh, in the immune system. And people sometimes uh, they they think that the same thing like senescence and exhaustion, T actually they couldn't be more wrong. They're very different states, uh, and they need a separate therapeutic intervention. And that's what we are trying to do. My company uh, at Centicel. Uh It's important because we target senescence, that as a, obviously, as I said, appears as we grow older. But this is not just a phenomena uh, of the age, but actually happens in a lot of different situations, inflammatory conditions, uh, and cancers, uh, HIV infections. Uh, and so on. So this is the slide on what is immune senescence, essentially. So moving forward, uh, the hallmarks uh, of immune senescence, uh, there is loss of costumulatory receptors, there is lack of telomerase activity, uh, there is reduced proliferative capacity, impaired metabolism, uh, and so on. Uh, and uh, over the past decade, uh, work uh, I've been doing has really characterized uh, uh, all these phenomena that go wrong uh, in the T cells uh, of the older they seem to be connected uh, through a single uh, pathway, uh, which was previously unknown, uh, which is called the ESMAC. ESMAC, uh, or ESMACs, uh, uh, are Cestrin Makanis mechan- activation complexes. Cestrins so are are family of poorly understood growth regulators. Uh, uh, Stress sensing proteins uh, that accumulate during aging. Uh, there are three of them: sestrin 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they uh, are found uh, from worms to humans, so it's a very conserved pathway. Um, in Drosophila, there is one sestrin, but then during evolution, they duplicated uh, and they arose uh, uh, into these three different gene products. Uh, actually, the name sestrins uh, derives from. Little country a town here in Italy uh, during a congress, the stories that uh, people, uh, when looking at their genes, uh, they they found homology in that. Uh, it was a country a town, I think it was called Sestre. Uh, and so, yeah, because they realized that in that meeting, uh, then they called these three different genes uh, the Sestrins. Um, so, the Sestrins uh, uh, in the ESMAC uh, um, that I discovered. Uh, uh, act uh, through a stress kinase or metabolic uh, uh, kinase regulator that is very well known, AMPK-responsive uh, protein kinase. Uh, uh, and the AMPK exerts uh, its activities through three different effector kinases, uh, ERK, P38 and JNK. It doesn't do it directly though, uh, it doesn't show it here, but it, it does it through scaffolds. For instance, we know that P38 uh, uh, undergoes autophosphorylation uh, upon activation of MPK, and then binding to TAB1. And probably similar uh, scaffolding proteins support uh, uh, the autophosphorylation reactions of ERKs and JNK proteins. Uh, what is very important and very cool about ESMAC uh, is that essentially there are different uh, uh, roles uh, of the different components uh, uh, in the pathway. Meaning that uh, upon a stress signal, the cestrins would appear, that they bind to the AMPK, and the MPK induces the scaffold supported autophosphorylation reactions, uh, whereby each single MAP kinase here regulates uh, a different aspect uh, of the senescence of T cells. Uh, so, for instance, ERK would induce any damage in the T cell, P38 would arrest the telomerase activity, and JNK would suppress. Uh, CD, uh, CD3 and CD28 uh, costumatory receptor signaling, and also intracellularly, it's the kinase, is a single kinase responsible for a new characteristics of senescence. Uh, I discovered during my PhD studies at UCL, uh, and I'm now professor at UCL as well. Um, that, that is the loss uh, of the TCR signalosome components, so NCK, uh, ZAP70, um, and all those proteins. Uh, Uh, So moving forward with the slides, uh, then how the telomeres uh, came into picture? Well, obviously, uh, as I said, telomerase is thought to be uh, the single enzyme that is responsible for uh, the aging of cells, including T-cells. The story is that when telomeres get very short, uh there is a threshold around four kilobases uh, at which proliferative activity stops uh, and then the cells enter a status which is actually metabolically impaired but still active. Uh, so it's not a quiescent cell, but is metabolically active because it produces compounds, for instance, it produces inflammatory cytokines and so on, uh, responsible for age-related inflammation. Um, and, uh, the senescence, uh, therefore, uh, has always been thought uh, as a telomerase-related problem. So people, including myself, uh, during my PhD studies were really focused uh, on trying to reactivate the telomerase. Uh, however, there is uh, there is there is an issue. The reason is issue is that even if you uh, overexpress telomerase or you overactivate uh, the enzyme, uh, and for instance the simple experiment uh, in which T cells uh, are, uh, um, are provided extra support uh, uh, with an extra telomerase activity, uh, at some point uh, uh, they reach proliferative exhaustion. And actually, they do that uh, very quickly in vitro. And this is something and a paradox and a mystery that nobody in the field uh, understood. Why a T cell that in the body can stay fit for decades, uh, if that T cell is, uh, is cultured? Um, uh, in vitro, uh, why that T cells last for only a few weeks and, and then essentially stop dividing? So it was clear that there was something missing uh, to the story. So uh, that led uh, to the next slide uh, to uh, our new discovery uh, now on HCC biology uh, this month uh, of the uh, telomere transfer uh, phenomena. Um, so what is telomere transfer? Uh, so moving slide again. Uh, telomere transfer is uh, an alternative pathway of telomere elongation that does not uh, require telomerase activation in the T cells. Uh, when does it happen? Uh, it happens before uh, telomerase uh, is even activated. So telomerase is generally activated uh, in T cells uh, Uh, after antigen presentation, but you need several hours, a couple of days, uh, to actually detect uh, enzymatic activity in the cell. Uh, Telomere transfer often uh, happens before, Uh, so when T cells in the lymph nodes uh, during antigen presentation uh, encounter an antigen presenting cell, uh, those cells uh, will uh, uh, undergo uh, a decision, whether uh, they will become a senescent progenitor, or whether they become uh, a long-lived, stem-like, or or central memory cell. Um, So how does that happen? Um, So when T cells, uh, when an antigen-specific reaction takes place, uh, in certain conditions, uh, which we haven't yet revealed, uh, APCs uh, establish that that T cell is worth of a telomere donation. Uh, In that circumstance, uh, what they do is they uh, quickly degrade sheltering. Sheltering is uh, a complex uh, of proteins uh, uh, that protects and caps the telomeres at the ends of chromosomes. And upon sheltering degradation, there is an enzyme called TZAP, which was described to to bind to uh, telomeres that are devoid uh, of of sheltering proteins. Uh, and that would provide uh, uh, essentially uh, the the signal uh, to to cut and to eliminate uh, well to, to remove sorry the the telomeres from uh, the uh, from the chromosomes. ends. Um, upon uh, uh, essentially upon this activity of TZAP, then the telomere is is packaged in uh, in a vesicle. Uh, And that vesicle uh, is is loaded with uh, with a protein called Rad51, which is an homologous recombination enzyme provided by the APC. That vesicle containing telomeres and Rad51 uh, is transferred to the antigen-specific T cell that received the vesicle, and somehow incorporates these vesicles uh, at some uh, telomeres, uh, probably ultra-short telomeres. We're now characterizing the pathway that actually is responsible for this uh, um, fusion reaction and how the T-cell decides where to incorporate the telomeres. Uh, It seems that the incorporation is not a stochastic process. Anyhow, the result uh, of the fusion is that that cell is endowed uh, with increased replicative capacity, Uh, it generates memory, so it's an antigen-specific long-lived memory cell, it's protected from senescence because it's turned towards uh, a stem like state, and so on. Uh, so, this is a very different uh, thing than what we previously thought. We previously thought that senescence uh, was essentially a consequence uh, of repeated episodes of simulation. And now, instead, we are proposing uh, the rather different uh, scenario in which, uh, before uh, a naive T cell even saw division, that cell is committed to either an aging fate or a stem-like or long-lived memory state, depending on a single event and a single decision: whether uh, that cell receives or not uh, telomeres in form of donation from APCs. So, moving forward with the data, the other slide, please. Uh, so, to discover, so the discovery of telomere transfer, a lot of studies. Probably you read the paper. Here and summarize some what I think is probably most significant things. Uh, uh, One thing that during the reviewing of of the paper we faced a lot of skepticism uh, and it took a long time, many years uh, to get the paper out, uh, was that um, regardless of the methodology to to study uh, the telomeres, uh, that is obviously standard fish. uh, which is accepted, uh, obviously, in the telomere field, but as it's an important limitation, that <laughs> obviously it's performed on fixed cells. Uh, so if you have to do uh, obviously uh, standard fish on fixed cells, you cannot study the movement of particles. And another uh, aspect uh, that we have used uh, that actually produced similar results, uh, we actually introduced PNA, the PNA etlc specific probes uh, using glass uh, glass beads that essentially they, they generate uh, the transient uh, holes uh, uh, in the in the plasma lemma of, of the uh, of the APCs uh, before encountering with T cells. so, so that is important because it, that allows us to introduce the fluorescent probes in the cell before uh, forming an antigen specific synapse. So, so in that way uh, all the uh, telomeres, uh, for instance, here in the 3D live telomere transfer experiment, I'm showing all those white signals, so all those telomeres uh, are obviously only of APC origin. Uh, so as I said, something that took a very long time to convince people and reviewers uh, was that we were always observing these uh, unusual, uh, to use the reviewers' wording, uh, unusual signals uh, uh, where these large clusters uh, of of telomere signals would appear uh, at the synapse, uh, and reviewers were thinking this would basically be uh, uh, the probe uh, attached to the beads, uh, which is a bit weird, because the beads are actually uh, visible uh, at the naked eye, so that was impossible. Uh, Anyhow, uh, we have demonstrated that obviously this is not due to an artifact induced by the beads, uh, and instead it can be reproduced uh, Uh, as you see here on the the top left, uh, on on a standard FISH experiment. uh, You can clearly see in the APCs, the the, the CTB negative cell, uh, uh, the the telomere in in the APCs form these uh, beautiful clusters uh, at the synapse with T cells that precedes the transfer to the uh, CTB uh, blue positive T cell. Uh, obviously, in the in the immune synapse uh, field, it is very well known uh, uh, the polarization and clustering of molecules at the synapse uh, precedes transfer in the opposite cell. We have performed experiments uh, on synthetic bilayers uh, that reproduce an artificial APCs. Uh, it's a big complicated experiments uh, in which T cells. Uh, uh, are allowed first to form a synapse uh, on these artificial uh, uh, surfaces, uh, such that they would release the T-cell receptor in microvesicles on the B-layers, T-cells removed, uh, APCs offered uh, those TCR-coated uh, B-layers, uh, uh, and then uh, in that way introducing APCs with pre telomeres uh, and visible proteins, uh, like CD63 here on the right, uh, or pth sixty seven, which is a lipid marker, we demonstrated uh, that uh, that uh, was actually the signal. The TCR released uh, by the APCs was the signal and the synapse so responsible uh, to induce uh, essentially the okay. The signal basically that uh, give me your, uh, your telomeres uh, for uh, the APCs to the T cells. Uh, so essentially, uh, purified TCR microvesicles or so coated bilayers. Uh, can trigger, as I show here, uh, telomere transfer from uh, from APCs. So moving forward, uh, obviously we had to demonstrate whether these telomeres uh, uh, would go where they should be. Uh, essentially, would they go? Uh, would they be at the G-cell chromosome ends? And as you see here in the other slide, um, they do. So we uh, proved these uh, essentially. Um, probing uh, DNA in the APCs with ADU, then uh, so with reaction chemistry, uh, after transferring these uh, ADU-labeled um, uh, APC stelomere vesicles uh, to separate T-cells uh, that were not previously in contact with APCs, uh, and uh, again performing standard metaphase fish, we demonstrated that those telomeres donated by APCs uh, were found at t this is very consistent, both in humans and mice. Uh, it's about eight percent, up to ten percent, eight percent of uh, uh, the recipient T cell uh, 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 chromosomes uh, contain uh, these uh, um, telomeres of APC origin. The telomeres are transferred, as I said, in vesicles. These are just electron microscopy data that show the evidence of these. Uh, you can see this by. Uh, transmission electron microscopy with uh, the, the labeling showing that most of the telomeres are inside uh, the vesicle. Uh, also something interesting is that it seems that uh, the amount uh, of, uh, of telomeres, as you can see, on the gold labeling seems to correlate uh, with the size of the vesicle, uh, and then also evidence on a Fab sorted, uh, sorted uh, fluorescence activity vesicle sorting material uh, by um, scanning electron microscopy for size determination. The size uh, is that of an exosome-like vesicle in general. There are some vesicles which are larger, um, up to 300 nanometers, uh, but uh, that is a very minor population of uh, vesicles. Um, As I said, TZAP again is required for the thylomid vesicle encapsulation reaction, meaning that uh, if you silence TEADS-UP in APCs and you stimulate APCs uh, uh, with a with a which is basically a signal that mimics uh, the, uh, the synaptic uh, event uh, uh, of calcium release in the APCs for so the signals with T cells, uh, release telomere vesicles. But if you block up uh, the vesicles, so the telomere vesicles, are not released anymore. Moving slides again. The transfer of Tzap can be observed at the immune synapse. Uh, if you transduce APCs with the fluorescent Tzap, uh, they form synapses uh, uh, with um, with T-cells, and you can observe uh, on, on a standard fish, again, uh, it's very cool uh, co-localization of, uh, um, of blue Tzap uh, uh, with, with telomeres at the synapse, uh, uh, demonstrating the transfer. Um, again, uh, we, uh, we uh, went ahead uh, uh, showing that uh, obviously TZAP is known to process uh, telomeres that, are, um, that contain a low concentration of sheltering, so we reasoned that this reaction would occur at telomeres uh, that have degraded or lost our sheltering. We demonstrated that upon activation by ionomycin uh, in moving slides on panel A, or uh, upon synapse formation with T cells in panel B, in panel B uh, what you can see is that the sheltering levels, uh, here sheltering is exemplified by two uh, proteins uh, in panel A, TRS2 and POT1, in panel B only TRS2, but the concept is the same. As you can see, 24 hours in the synapse, for instance in panel B, the level of TRS2, uh, the green signal in the APC, uh, which is the cells uh, um, CD3 negative obviously, um, uh, Essentially, uh, is diminished, uh, and this is a protosomal degradation because uh, when we pretreated the, the APCs with the proteasome inhibitor MG one three two, this uh, um, essentially um, degradation of sheltering was prevented. Okay, uh, why this is important? This is important because this is the event that moving again uh, that initiates the transfer of telomeres. So you can overexpress uh, uh, sheltering in, in APCs, uh, and you can stimulate the APCs uh, with ionomycin, for instance. Uh, and you can precipitate uh, the telomeric material from the, from the supernatants. to the supernatant, you can see uh, quite cool the dot plot here, in which uh, upon uh, uh, stimulation with ionomycin, uh, uh, in sheltering overexpression, uh, overexpressing APCs, uh, essentially there is no release uh, of telomeric material within the visible fraction. Recovered upon ultra uh, centrifugation. So, the function of this phenomena is to generate, as I said, stemness and to protect T cells from senescence. And this is moving slides again, uh, what this uh, set of experiments demonstrates. The T cells turn into a stem like memory state uh, within a naive T cell compartment of CD45 array positive, CD28 double positive uh, T cells. You can see the increase. 7.24 uh, upon 15 days in culture with purified determined vesicles uh, of these cells. And within this pop- double positive naive population, uh, you can see the increase uh, uh, of stem like T cells, uh, which is a very important increase because we are talking about a very rare population of T cells. So in general, these cells are about 1 2%, so we are able to boost it uh, up to 10%. Uh, uh, so that's quite significant. Uh, with a single uh, treatment of vesicles in vitro, uh, we are also able to uh, remove uh, senescent g- cells, uh, uh, and T cells and to <coughs> remove Sastrin and smax signaling uh, and to expand them, uh, them in culture. Uh, <coughs> and you can see uh, also the dysfunction on something that I will comment more later on, but these protective longevity effects. Uh, are uh, uh, related uh, to the RAT51 and are dependent to the RAT51 that is co transferred in the telomere vesicles uh, because, uh, in experiments, uh, when we have removed uh, RAT51 in the APCs with the fire the right vesicles and 3D T cells uh, with those uh, RAT51 depleted vesicles. Uh, the function uh, and the boosting effect uh, in terms, of, for instance, of proliferation or protection of senescence in the particular say, is, uh, is lost. So, RAT51 is very important for that reaction. So, does thermal transfer, moving slide again, uh, happens in vivo? The answer is yes. Uh, we have designed experiments in which uh, we've used the um, OT2 uh, system, uh, in which essentially an uh, APC is, uh, is preloaded with albumin injected uh, into. The footpad of an animal, these APCs, uh, has preloaded uh, live labeled CY3 telomeres with the glass bead technology I mentioned before. Uh, um, 18 hours later, OT2 cells uh, are injected uh, uh, in, the, in the caudal vein uh, and vaccination with OVAR is offered or not. Uh, and after 18 hours, again, uh, popliteal lymph nodes are extracted uh, and then essentially, uh, obviously, the T cells uh, that we have injected uh, are labeled with CTB. And then uh, when we recover uh, the T-cell material from lymph nodes of these animals, uh, we can look at the CDV-positive cells uh, that we have injected, uh, that are T-cells only, and see whether they have acquired or not uh, the fluorescence telomeres uh, from the APCs uh, injected the day earlier. Uh, The answer is they do. uh, In large proportion, about 50% of these cells uh, acquire telomeres in vivo in one night. Uh, we have also been validated uh, by metaphys spreads uh, that these uh, telomeres reside in the nuclei of the mouse T-cells. Uh, uh, and uh, we haven't seen uh, a single T-cell uh, of these uh, CTV-positive cells, uh, <coughs> positive for the telomere signals, uh, that does not contain uh, the APC telomere in the nuclei of the recipient T cells as yet, meaning that uh, the incorporation uh, is complete uh, and they're not just stuck on the plasma lemma as some people thought. <coughs> so, um, again, this process is conserved in mice, but what is uh, sorry? What is the importance of it? So, to stand the importance uh, of the process, uh, <coughs> we have uh, um, with design experiments uh, in which naive uh, OT2 T cells uh, are uh, allowed to form in vitro synapses uh, and uh, then sorted uh, based on the fluorescence with, with APCs, obviously in the OT2 model with APCs, that again have CY3 positive telomeres uh, labeling, uh, then derive two population of, of OT2 T cells, so that they have either acquired or not uh, the fluorescent telomeres uh, from the APCs, uh, they are transferred uh, in two different sets uh, sets of recipient animals, uh, they are offered vaccination after 18 hours uh, and then after 40 days again, uh, a second boost uh, and observed for an additional 50 days, uh, making it uh, a 90 days uh, experiment. Uh, after 90 days and two rounds of vaccination, uh, we discovered and demonstrated that uh, the T cells uh, that in the first uh, in vitro reaction <coughs> had acquired the telomeres uh, from the APCs uh, as switched to a stem-like uh, memory state. Uh, uh, in the spleen uh, and uh, in, in the lymph node, also there were increased numbers in both lymph nodes. So we characterize better the spleen uh, in terms of phenotype, uh, which uh, towards stem-like and central memory state. If they increased stem-like and central memory state, if they had acquired the telomeres in the first round of the, uh, synapse formation before the first cell division. So um, this is, as analogy, is essentially identical to what happens in humans, uh, and this uh, really proves uh, uh, what I said at the beginning of this presentation. So that the aging fate decision of T cell uh, is really uh, determined uh, upon uh, the single decision of telomere transfer. I'm not saying that there are not other mechanisms that can generate memory, but certainly this has been overlooked, uh, and it's a very important one. Because the T cells that don't receive telomeres, uh, even if the form memories, uh, uh, probably the quality of those memories, uh, as we will show very soon, uh, it's not the same quality of uh, this phenomena I'm describing now. Um, so the Rad51 that is present uh, in uh, in the telomere vesicle is important for the longevity effect. Uh, what is the mechanism? Essentially. Uh, as you can see here, uh, there is Rad51 in the vesicle. Uh, if I remove RAT 51 in the vesicle uh, uh, and I transfer these vesicles uh, to T cells, uh, the the colocalization is impaired. Uh, how did we do these experiments? Uh, we 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 took these are primary human T cells. Uh, we took resting primary human CD4s. Uh, we uh, mm, Labeled uh, uh, telomeres uh, of these C cells in green, and we got we got uh, autologous uh, APCs APCs that we use throughout our uh, CD3 depleted peripheral blood mononuclear cells, uh, um, and uh, 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 silence uh, Rat51 in these APCs, uh, um, labeled telomeres uh, get the telomeres out of the cell upon unomycin stimulation. Uh, purified the vesicles and transferred them to these uh, T-cells with green telomeres, uh, and after 24 hours uh, studied the localization between the green signal, uh, that is the telomeres of the T-cells, and the red signal, that is the telomere of the, uh, the donor cell. This is an important point, because I, I read some skeptics uh, that were saying that there are many, too many telomeres in these images. Uh, well, um, that's because uh, only the green signals are the endogenous telomeres, and instead, the red signals, uh, as I said, are the ones uh, offered uh, in forms of vesicles. So the localization is impaired in the absence of rat 51 and so is the telomere elongation by, uh, sorry, by metaphase uh, Q fish. On the right, uh, movie slide again. Uh, um, Rat fifty one is important as I showed before in vitro for human T cell longevity or expansion and in vivo uh, for the longevity of the T cells as well. We have repeated the experiments, uh, essentially providing uh, uh, T cells uh, with vesicles uh, uh, with or without terminal vesicles with or without from APCs with or without rat fifty one and performed similar. Uh, Double over vaccination, uh, and after 70 days, uh, and a resting phase of 30 days here, so making 70 days experiments, uh, beautifully we show that uh, uh, the la the loss uh, of Rat51 in the telomeric vesicles completely abolished uh, uh, their longevity effect. Uh, so the transfer, so if I transfer vesicles uh, without Rat51 the transfer uh, doesn't happen. Uh, I'm not showing, but the, we know the reason as well, uh, because people obviously were asking why the RAT 51 of the t-cells wouldn't compensate. The uh, the issue is structural. Essentially, RAT 51 sits on the single-strand DNA, uh, and when you remove uh, RAT 51 from these vesicles, uh, we have demonstrated that the single-strand DNA in the vesicles uh, is blunted. So essentially you transfer vesicles that are similar in size, um, but they lack the, the overhang, so we think that the, the loss of the overhang uh, is what basically makes it impossible for them to fuse uh, a cell T-chromosome ends upon transfer. And finally, uh, we have uh, investigated <coughs> these. and uh, we took this uh, into a more clinical setting, um, uh, uh, in experiments in which we essentially we got T-cells uh, with or without uh, telovid ther- with vesicles, uh, uh, upon uh, back- we first vaccinated animals with, with fluid. Fluid is a vaccine uh, for influenza given to the elderly. Uh, we got fluid prime T cells. Uh, these T cells were then offered uh, uh, after five days, so at the peak of the effector phase in this animal model. Uh, they were offered vesicles with or without uh, um, telomeres. Uh, uh, and then uh, transferred in another animal that wasn't immunized with fluid uh, and that animal was either immediately infected with influenza, or the infection happened uh, 15 days later. So the results were striking. So animals, uh, so both parts of animals uh, receiving uh, are not uh, uh, telomere vesicles, uh, uh, but obviously fluid prime T-cells uh, um, uh, were protected from immediate infections. Uh, instead, animals as a control, that received, here in yellow, uh, in yellow uh, animals that received uh, uh, T cells uh, that weren't primed with the vaccine, uh, uh, succumbed within five or six days. But the striking difference was that after 15 days, the situation was completely different. So only those prime T cells uh, that received telomeres uh, could support uh, uh, the animals uh, uh, upon delayed infection so this is the demonstration that telomere vesicle transfer is is, is clinically important because it forms a functional memory T cells that persist and that can protect from later infections uh, that is the uh, uh, goal uh, of every vaccination uh, program so we are really excited about this because obviously we think that including vesicles uh, containing telomeres uh, or uh, having ways uh, to induce a thermal transfer reaction can form uh, uh, better long-lived memory tissue responses, uh, or form uh, new forms of prophylactic pro- prophylactic therapies uh, of immune senescence and age. Uh, and moving slide uh, again uh, at SanDisk, uh, we are taking out this uh, into uh, into humans. Um, we have. Uh, um, Proprietary compound which is called DOS. DOS are the disruptor of the ESMAC. ESMACs are the complexes, as I said, that regulates the senescence of the T cells. DOS are small cyclic peptides that bind to ESMAC and destroy the ESMAC. And they do a lot of things. I can't say much because this paper is under consideration now in nature. But one thing I will share with you is that they induce the thermal transfer reaction. They do this in vitro, they do this in vivo, they do this not only in the immune system. Uh, So a clinical trial of the old will start next year uh, that will initiate human rejuvenation by selective disruption of the asthma through the dose. Uh, And this is selective. Why is it selective? Because sex can be found at least in two separate macromolecular complexes. Uh, uh, One was discovered by myself uh, and the other one uh, was characterized by David Sabatini. Uh, so containing the other mTORs, and sestrins were thought uh, for a very long time uh, to exert uh, exclusively anti-aging function when when acting through mTOR1 inhibition, uh, uh, but when sestrins are not in the mTOR, and actually are in the ASMAX, they they have opposite pro-aging function, and we have now this compound DOS uh, that has uh, tropism only for senescent cells, uh, and that binds exclusively to the asthma uh, and that induces, uh, it's the first drug in the world, that induces the telomere transfer reaction in vitro and in vivo, and informs uh, long-lived memory responses with or without vaccination. And that is what is really striking, that we can essentially offer the compound even without a vaccine, and uh, animals are protective uh, um, months later, a single injection is offered, uh, which is uh, amazing. Um, So, in conclusion, we think that aging may be due to loss of transfer reactions, uh, rather than uh, simply telomerase inactivation. And we will have uh, more exciting studies uh, revealing different roles for telomerase uh, very soon. Uh, I would like to thank all my team, Melania, Clara, Alessandro, Francesco, Federica, Andrea, they're all all working together to solve this issue of aging in humans. And thank you again for the invitation. Thanks.
1: Oh, wow. your amazing research, and this is I said before you arrived that you look is really a game changer for so many things, uh, for immunity and for rejuvenation, and um, it's amazing. So my first question, probably the general public has, like, how good can you scale this drug? like let's say clinical trials go well, um, and will it be a very expensive treatment? Will it be accessible for a lot of people? Well, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a difficult question for me to reply now, because as you know, there are matters of science and there are matters of business, right? So I probably cannot answer that question.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I understand, but, yeah. uh, you know, when people hear this, they they want to know like, when can I get it? How much I have to say, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is, um, this is such uh, an amazing outcome. And, um, I wanted to ask you if, you could use your principle um, also for other cell types in the body, or like, are you planning to maybe work on we that? We are thing? doing it. Imagine doing for Parkinson and Alzheimer's. And yeah, that. we are doing it
2: already. Yes.
1: Oh, wonderful! <laughs> so you're in the process yeah. of in yes. or cells for now, or? Uh, both, both. Oh wow, that's amazing! And, and
2: this is a phenomena that has been overlooked, uh, and uh, this is everywhere.
1: Yeah. So, um, so, so it will also be a drug. Would it be the same drug? Um, does it pass? The drug.
2: <clears throat> this drug. That's what we are figuring out now. It's something that is really important, obviously, because when you do these manipulations of senescence. Uh, something that we had really to make sure was the drug to be safe, not only effective, because there's always the risk so when you do these manipulations of telomere signaling. Uh, um, <clears throat> so I'm pleased to say that uh, in our large cohorts of animals, hundreds and hundreds of animals, uh, we haven't seen cancer, we haven't seen autoimmunity, and we are very confident. Also, we can. this drug is very powerful, so we really need to use it uh, in really, really small amounts, uh, and apparently only once, uh, to induce uh, in animals uh, long-term or what it seems permanent immune rejuvenation. Um, so I'm not saying that uh, there might not be treatments uh, when we offer these drugs uh, multiple times, uh, <coughs> but for sure there not be short distance, so, short distance uh, uh, protocols, uh, because there are uh, long-lasting uh, rejuvenation cascades that are triggered uh, uh, by the treatment.
1: And um, another question, maybe Katie um, would like to also have this answered here. Um, Do you think for people that have long COVID symptoms, do you think, I think this drug would be very helpful? Um, Are you thinking of that?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm, Yes.
1: And with that, I pass the mic. Katie, thank you. Sorry? Oh, I'll
3: pass the mic to Katie if she wants to ask yeah. more about it. Thank yeah. you. Hi, it's Katie. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Lana. Really, really fascinating research that you're doing, um, and we, we greatly appreciate your time here. Um, also, anyone else that has any questions, please feel free to raise your hand and come up and ask questions. Um, or have a look in the chat or type in the chat. There's a presentation um, pinned above and also links to the research. Um, really fascinating stuff. And, you know, building on what Katerina just asked as well, um, you know, it's fascinating. And I know that you mentioned influenza and um, and as Katerina brought up COVID and long COVID. I'm wondering, um, is this something that could be used either potentially? And I understand, of course, we need clinical trials and why we should all support clinical trials um, either as a prophylactic or as um, treatment for people that have had SARS CoV 2. Um, thank you so much for your time.
2: Yeah. We, uh, <clears throat> the clinic, the first clinical trial will be. A trial of influenza vaccination of the old. But we also have data showing that the compound can be given without vaccination and um, animals are protected from infections uh, with influenza viruses. Uh, months later the, treat- the single treatment is given. So the, the, definitely this compound, uh, for reasons that I cannot share, uh, offers a uh, a prophylactic arm uh, uh, to the immune system uh, to face uh, uh, new challenges, uh, and that cannot be restricted to viruses. This, this could be, for instance, uh, transformative uh, for cancer vaccines, in which essentially you you could basically shake your T cell reservoir uh, against uh, things that the T cells didn't uh, before.
0: Yes,
4: um, hi, yeah. sir. Uh,
0: <coughs> yeah, I have a question. Uh, thanks for your precious time. Um, just know you mentioned the uh, vaccine medicines, uh, cancer membranes. I, 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 I don't know, uh, I, I, can't hear, I, I can't hear anything. There's a metallic sound, I can't hear
2: anything.
1: Your connection is really bad. If you could switch to a better spot, um, so we can hear you. Or would you like me to read? <coughs>
0: <laughs> Hello? Uh, can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah, that's too- much better. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, as you just mentioned, uh, the prophylaxis medicines like uh, transmembrane serine protease, uh, the enzyme inhibitors, uh, if we use much, uh, and those will affect the lifespan of T cells or not, I would like to know.
2: sorry yeah, i can't
0: hear anything uh, hello, hello hello am i audible i'm sorry i, I can't hear anything I Yeah, can't.
1: In between you break up um do you want to ask um maybe write in the chat and then we i read it up
0: oh, okay okay and uh, uh, can you uh, can you uh, can you hear now hello yes now, yes. Uh, the enzyme inhibitors uh, like uh, transmembrane serine protease TMPRSS2. If we use those enzyme inhibitors, uh, those will affect the, um, I mean, the lifespan of T cells. That is my question.
2: I don't know the answer. If it, if they block the transfer of telomeres, uh, they will. Yes, but I haven't tested it, so I don't know.
0: Oh, okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, there's a question in the chat from Shiraz. Um, if you, or if it's in general possible to also engineer uh, telomeres in adults um, using tools like CRISPR, um, I think this is just a general question. Thank you.
2: Um, <clears throat> well, I guess with CRISPR technology, you can engineer really anything um yes in in principle uh, that's doable
1: yeah i don't know if you want (laughs) to
2: i don't i wouldn't do it uh and i'm not focusing on that but in principle i think it's doable
1: yeah yeah but um so maybe do you want to point out no it's fine um the question (laughs) but why a drug approach is is more beneficial maybe for people that don't understand really um you know what the risks are of gene therapy and why you would rather prefer a drug approach Well,
2: I guess that, I mean, we're talking about a drug uh, uh, that is given once, uh, and I'm always skeptical with, you know, permanent, it induces, uh, by the way, it induces permanent modifications with drug. it seems, in the animals, because it seems to induce permanent rejuvenation, so obviously that comes (laughs) with permanent modifications, Um, um, but I think it's just much more manageable uh, rather than uh, playing with CRISPR.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. We don't uh, the risks enough, and and it's precise, but also that precise, I think. <coughs> yeah. um,
0: the... um,
2: there is a question on people. Well, we are starting the clinical trial next year, so we are manufacturing this drug now.
1: Yeah, that's... That's really exciting. I'm really excited about that, and for purely egoistic <laughs> reasons. Um, and um, so for reverse aging, are you planning on, well, is it harder to start clinical trials and get funding for reverse aging, or maybe easier even? Um, well.
2: Uh- I guess right now it's hard for everyone to raise funding because it's um, such a bad time worldwide with the war and uh, after the COVID, uh, Also, the, I think it somehow also damaged the expectations so when you go and talk to investors and people because people think the trials can happen in one year. <laughs> Instead, that was an exception. Um, so. Uh, I think it has to be a bit kind of compensated uh, somehow, and uh, people need to be educated uh, on what is uh, actually standard process uh, that, in general, uh, a drug like this would undergo, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm confident that in the next five years, uh, this could see the market.
1: Is it an easier approach to maybe yeah, I don't know what what your approach is for rejuvenation. Like people that are almost about to die, anyways, um, to to get approval for that, maybe I'm um, not. Approval.
2: We are focusing on people that are still relatively healthy because we are focusing on people who are 55 or 65 plus, probably 65 plus, because we're starting with fluid, which is approved. Uh, for 65 plus, this is the UK, so that makes sense. I think it, what we want to do is we want to add extra years and extra quality to life. Uh, so uh, that's what that's what we are targeting. And in, in, you know, in the in the field of vaccinations, of so vaccinations, obviously it's just the start. In the field of vaccination, there is really, really little, little available. Uh, in terms of options uh, for people to get immunized uh, and to, to do that uh, um, in a, a satisfactory fashion. Um, and that relates to influenza, but that relates also to, to COVID-19, because some people then have to get vaccinated many times, uh, don't really understand uh, yet probably at which cost. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, if you can reduce the number of vaccinations, so you can extend uh, the longevity of the and the quality of the response uh, and I think probably all the all the body uh, benefits from that uh, uh, so, so we look at the, we look at this uh, in, in an holistic fashion obviously.
1: Yeah, thank you for that answer Joyce. Did you have a question? you just joined it?
4: yeah hi
1: very very interesting and thank you for your work um i was just uh unfortunately i missed some of it but um, i'll just ask you about a couple of my favorite topics and you can tell me if it has any relevance Uh, and that is like the diet and microbiome and inflammation thanks Anda.
2: yeah well, um, talking about the diet, uh, this thing is connected to metabolism a lot. Um, so, at the beginning of the call, uh, I, I mentioned uh, that uh, APCs need to understand whether the cells are worthy of a T donation or not. Um, so, antigen presence obviously is required, but uh, that's not the only thing. And, uh, <clears throat> This was another point of controversy during the long reviewing on this paper because people essentially were saying, you know, you're showing that the factor of T cells uh, have reduced capacity to get telomeres, but they are uh, really powerful antigen-specific cells. So, and the answer I provided uh, is that uh, antigen presence is, is required, but it's not sufficient to trigger the transfer. And the full story, the full story is that. Uh, <clears throat> um, we are hopefully showing it soon, Uh, this has required fatty acid oxidation uh, and antigen presence to get telomeres, so if they don't uh, have uh, adequate mitochondrial support, uh, uh, they cannot get the telomeres from the APCs, and we know all the story, we know all the pathway, uh, but I can't show it now, but this paper is about to be submitted. Uh, And that's very important because, you know, you, you talk about diets, and obviously you know that. During calorie restrictions, uh, you activate, and during fasting, you activate, you activate fatty acid oxidation, and that has a, a benefit in terms of longevity. So, uh, we believe this is the reason why uh, intermittent fasting, for instance, uh, uh, can produce beneficial long term um, longevity
1: effects.
0: Oh,
4: thank you. No worries
1: um we are almost up to an hour so i wanted to check if you have time for one more question um yeah. If, yeah. <clears throat> okay um now just you joined the stage do you want to ask a question
4: <laughs> it's it's more of just a like a question for me, I didn't I did miss the whole thing, so I'll go back and listen to the replay. But I'm curious about how telomeres are studied. Like, how? What technique do you go through to study telomeres?
2: Yeah, we have used an array of techniques. Uh, we have used um, standard fish. We have used we have introduced telomeres in live cells, as I mentioned at the beginning, with glass beads, because this allowed us to preserve. Uh, cells uh, donor APCs in a viable state uh, that is essential then to study the movements of things when you do cell-to-cell s- cell cell cultures. Uh, we have used flow fish, uh, so study studying basically theromeres by flow. We have, we have used theromere restriction fragment analysis, we have used universal stellas, we have used qPCRs, uh, we have used dot plots, uh, yes, pretty much everything
4: Used. Okay, so well, if if I can have time for another follow-up, yeah, you you mentioned fish, and uh, while I'm 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 no expert, I'm an investor, <laughs> so um, my question comes back to I'm from my understanding, uh, and I hope you're familiar. bio nanogenomics has this new device that's out that. Um, sorry,
2: sorry, sorry, I ca- I can't understand. Sorry. Okay. Yeah.
4: Um, okay. I'll just um, I'll just end.
1: Okay. Uh, should I just read what's in that? Um, if you know about um, bio nanogenomics and their optical uh, genome mapping, Saphir machine, uh, for a sequencing technique. Oh, it sounds
2: exotic. I don't know it. I need to read about it.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Um. I think it's a it's a sequencing machine that. Um,
4: it's a, yeah. It, well, kinda. I don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry, but it's not. So they don't classify themselves as a sequencing company. They they classify themselves as a new category because of their technique. They. I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but if I can just try to try to simplify it in my non. Uh, Professor-type voice. Uh, um, Well, it takes a DNA and strips the um, strips it down to strands that it can then process into nano channels and use some sort of light to uh, determine what (coughs) the signature is, um, which is different from like taking a, a gene and then smashing it into a whole bunch of pieces which is kind of the standard technique for sequencing today. We sort of take those smashed pieces and put the puzzle back together. But BioNano sort of just kind of reads it um, in a linear fashion instead of that puzzle piece still. Uh, And that's the best that I can do. Uh, But if you're not familiar, uh, please check out BioNano and follow me because I'd love to talk to you afterwards.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely um yes uh, we can we can stay in touch uh, you pr- pr- probably uh, do you have my my details because I
4: don't have yours so uh, ah, okay it's difficult for me to... uh, I'll follow the re- I don't know maybe uh a back channel I'm driving at the moment I would send you my yeah. email but uh, um i I'll, please hang around I'll be stopped in a moment and we can discuss
1: um yeah. so the I'm I'm reading the the website. It's it's a high-speed, high-throughput ge- optical genome mapping and structural variation detection for uh, human and clinical research. So they apparently they look at the sequence, but also at structural changes, but um, in an optical way. But it's really not anything really new, <laughs> uh, anyways. But. Um, uh yeah we use optics for a lot of stuff nowadays but um yeah. um thank you so much for taking the time uh out of your oh, nice. schedule. You. very exciting but thank you very much very it was clever. an honor you're here and your research is so exciting now. maybe next year when you start clinical trials you can come back one day that would be really oh. great sure there'll be more
2: exciting things you
1: see soon yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 really glad just probably I ta- I say it in the name of everyone that you do this research and that you are using your brain to do this because this will be very helpful for all of us we are all going to be sick and aging <laughs> <laughs> that is true
2: that's true i've turned i've turned 36 this week so that's uh,
1: yeah
2: all I, I, have
1: <laughs> I have a cold right now if i could skip this once a Me year too.
2: So actually i apologize for coughing but i got a cold a couple of days ago.
1: i have the same thing i'm coughing too it's so annoying and yeah so thank you thank I'm you so much. for your drug <laughs>
4: thank you
2: very kind
1: thank you thank i you. sent
4: you a a message in your back channel um, it's my email if you could verify that you received it because I don't want to lose contact with you
2: <laughs> I didn't receive the message um...
1: yeah you don't follow each other so it's probably in a request so if you go on that chat
3: well um
1: it's on your app all the way on the top there's a little paper airplane signal and then if you go there they should be popping something up back channel and then there's chats and then there's a button on top requests so there's where things land if you don't follow each other and if you click on you that can just,
2: if you have linkedin you can just write me I'm source.
1: yeah so the, it's the it's, first
2: time for me on clubhouse so i didn't even know about this app so it's quite in the, in the us must be very popular right so i never heard of this
1: yeah especially during COVID, it got really popular and now it's kind of like cool. everything
2: okay. never heard before okay
1: cool yeah so um nerdish i shared in the chat um the website of alicia's company and on uh, they also his LinkedIn information and so on. So just reach out there. Okay, perfect. And thank you,
2: thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Katarina and Alicia. Very much, it's great. Okay, uh, I'll close the room. Uh, Oh, right, Uh, follow the club if you like discussions like this. We'll have tomorrow at 9 p.m. EST, Dr. Dumas talking about multi-level development of cognition in AI. And then on Friday, we'll have Dr. Frank uh, talking as, about intelligence as a planetary scale process. Uh, I think that was really interesting, his work. So um, feel free to come back. I hope to hear you all soon. And Alessio, all the grants, all the funding for your work, please. <laughs> i will... <laughs> okay. I'll get you
2: talking to my investors. Thank you, bye. <laughs>
0: I don't
1: know if your grandmother does this, but in Portugal they put a little candle on some (laughs) things. Ask your grandmother. Yeah. Okay, bye.
0: Thank you. Ciao. Thank you. you. Bye.
1: Bye everyone.